you are welcome to share a testimony of something that the Lord has done for you this year. The whole idea is that we would make known the deeds of the Lord. I have a scripture. This is Isaiah 12, verse 3, and it says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. One way that we can draw water from the wells of salvation is by remembering what the Lord has done. Because too often we forget. Life gets busy, life gets heavy, things happen, and sometimes we can get weighed down with our circumstances And one of the ways that you draw from the well of salvation is by remembering all of the things the Lord has done. Um, And it says, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. If we don't proclaim the deeds of the Lord... Who will? Right? The world is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. And the world is hungry and thirsty. Those who are in darkness are hungry and thirsty for someone to say, God is real. Let me tell you what he's done for me. Because I know that if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Yeah? The world is hungry for it. So this is my encouragement. Don't be shy. Keep it short, sharp, and shiny so that we can fit as many in as we can. We do have a few videos from people that couldn't be here today. So they sent through a few. The rest of that um, scripture says, Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is just all about making God great, making his deeds known. And you know what? Your little seemingly insignificant thing has the power to completely unlock someone else's life, completely break off, you know, lies or discouragement or whatever of someone else's life. So I want to encourage you, there is nothing insignificant that the Lord has done. Amen? All right. We are going to start with just a few videos from our kids. Chelsea, in the announcement section, there should be a kids. So turn up the sound nice and loud. God healed him and he was all better. That's so good. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I'm thankful for um, how I got to see Sarah after a few years. Um, at church camp, um, I was crying for over an hour. Um, because I felt God's presence and love. And another moment I had was in youth. We were practicing to hear God's voice and I heard a lot of things. 
and I had to write it down. And one of them was, um, when you are in your darkest moments, I'll be your light and your saviour. I was sick in hospital um, for a very long time and God healed me because we prayed and then God healed me. That's the end. I was having some very demonic dreams and then they prayed for me and the dreams stopped. And you got baptised. Come on. Oh yeah, and I got baptised. <laughs> Right. Nice. Nice and getting baptized. Good job. You know what you're gonna say? Yeah. Chelsea's getting baptized too. Ah, <laughs> come on. One night I had a bad dream. It was under ocean one and some fish were underwater. And I had, and then there was a jellyfish and it was taking everybody. I wanted to eat them up. And then God took it away. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. So, you got a story? Well, I always dreamed about being a little mermaid. Then I found my castle and I always did then from going so then that's the end I thank God for the rain so I can ride through the butters on my scooter Three testimonies. One, two. Just come and sit on the front row if you're ready. <laughs> oh. Ah, this is today. The Lord just reminded me again how much He is my strength and my shield and my rock in these last. 12 months of, I had been on a journey that felt like I was lost and confused and, and just struggling so much and the Lord has come and he has been that for me, he's been my strength. Even when I had lost hope, he came and he just loved on me through the people here at the church and through just reading the word and just making declarations using the power of the word against the enemy and so it's just been it's still a journey but I'm nowhere nowhere near where I was and I just thank the Lord that he has shown himself to be my strength to be my rock and just love that yeah So many of you know, a little over a year ago,
September 11, 2022 was the day that my life changed forever. That was the day I gave my heart back to the Lord. I'm thankful for all the amazing things that have happened since then. Whether it be me giving a compliment to a complete stranger, making their day, bumming into an old friend and becoming closer to them, connect group on Wednesday morning, shopping trips to Kmart where everyone know, works there knows me. You know, there's a running joke about that in our group. So, um, connect group, connect group on a Thursday night. Um, having someone on my heart and messaging them and hearing that that's what they wanted to, oh, sorry, that's what they needed to hear right at that moment. <sighs> Praying for people when they've asked me to and finding out that the prayers were answered. <laughs> September 10th, 2023, so a year later, being baptised. <laughs> I know there are so many more, but that's just a few of the things God has done. And I'd like to thank you all for being, sorry, to all the amazing people that are a part of this church family for encouragement and kind words. I'm truly blessed, sorry, to have you all in my life. Who here started listening to Christmas carols? friends. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, what I'm, I'm thankful for is there's actually a community um, here in Darwin and I don't think I've ever had it anywhere else and stuff. Um, you know, recently I fell on, on hard times and, um, you know, two people that special to me that really helped me was Mark and Chelsea. Um, that were there for me and, you know, seen me through my ugly, held me through my ugly tears and cried and stuff. And, you know, that's what uh, community is and, and what family is. And, you know, it's just getting around each other and holding each other's arms up when we can no longer hold it up. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really grateful, you know, for everyone. Thanks, guys. Praise God. We might do the youth one now. We have a youth video as well. And then we'll have four more, four more live testimonies. So get ready if that's you. Come, come towards the front. We were up at Litchfield doing a walk on a swimming hole called Green Ant. And I pretty much got bitten by a snake. They, they guessed it was a death adder, but we don't really know. Uh, and we made a stretcher out of the trees and an old canvas and a heap of random people helped get me down. Uh, we were lucky to have lots of strong people there as well. And when we got down, we were planning to go to Darwin with Viv in her car, but we ended up, an ambulance arrived right when I was about to get into the car and took me a lot quicker through Bachelor, which was really cool. Once we got to the hospital, we got lots of prayer from lots of people. 
and Lee and Skylar came down and prayed and um, thankfully all the blood's come back clear and they're saying I should be alright to head out, so yeah. And I want to share another story um, that happened a couple weeks ago. So God gave me a vision where I was surrounded by these golden balls and inside of these golden balls were these scrolls. And I asked God, well, what does this mean? And he told me that these scrolls represent all the conversations I'm going to have with you. Huh. And this is not just for me. God has the same room for all of us. God has endless conversations that he wants to have with us. And it's just up to us to lean in and then open our hearts in and he will speak to us. So I encourage you to all open up your hearts to the Lord because I promise he will speak to you. And once you hear his voice, that is the most life-changing thing that can ever happen to you. I'm grateful for how God provided me with a really good guitar. Sarah really generously gave me her guitar and it's been, a, it's gonna be amazing. And before she gave me that, I got a prophecy um, from Christina that I was gonna prophesy through my song. So that was pretty good. <laughs> um, we went out to 15 Mile and it was a really cool night because um, they shared a bit and then everyone, there was about seven people or something wanted to get baptized. And um, I, me and Skylar and that another girl, I'm baptized one girl, and it was pretty cool because you know they all just wanted to give their life and yeah. Um, before I went to another youth group at Glory City, um, my favorite thing about that youth group Last, uh, earlier in the year, when we went to Plumper, Dad and Lee went to um, a person who had demons in her, and they prayed for her, and after a while, she became better. 
after that, we talked to one of our friends out there and he said he saw the demon run out of her. So, cool. We were up at Litchfield doing a walk Oh, on praise a God, that's it. Stop that. And I pretty much um, got bitten by a snake. Stop. Give the youth a clap. Um, another thing that I'm thankful for that is on my top five is all of the people that have come alongside and helped serve in the youth space. Can you stand up if you have helped in youth? Lee, Keely, Liz, Sam, Grace. There's a few people not here today as well. Like, that is an answered prayer. I have been on my knees saying, God, help us. We know that you want to do something in that space. And we know how important it is that the kids actually encounter God for themselves, that it's not just this religious thing that they know, but they actually meet with God because it changes their life. And so I just want to say thank you to everyone that's sewn into that space. Um, we, we have just seen like a core group of kids really get grounded in their faith um, and even Bible and breakfast has been amazing just an amazing discipleship space where we're digging into the word and it's just been so good praise God all right four more let's go Liz Ah, um, I think when you're looking for what God is doing it's so hard to distill it so uh, I've got a bit of an overview because what a year um, I've seen him heal people instantly of scoliosis, lengthening legs, diabetes gone, asthma, like good breathing, all sorts of wonderful things. That's great. Um, <laughs> he's also um, t told me to take on an apprentice and to train them not only in what I do, but in how I stand in the gap for the people in my industry. And the other day she was saying to me, because we've been talking about prophecy and hearing God's voice and speaking out and declaring, and she was saying to me, oh, my brother was... Um, was applying for something and he was saying, oh, I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to get it. And she's like, she's like, I just stopped. I was in the fridge and I was like, you're going to get it. He's like, oh, whatever. And she's like, no, you're going to get it and say you're going to get it. He's like, well, I'm going to get it. Anyway, he got it and his best friend got it too. So it's so exciting to see God working in other people that, that you touch. And then the other thing that I wanted to share as well, which is personal, I mean, all of that's personal, but like that's more personal for others, um, is just like the, what he does in our heart, you know, like when you've grown up in the word, when you've grown up in the church, you just think that there's like a limit to, <laughs> to what you can experience and what you can see and how God can talk to you and how he'll love you. And there is absolutely no limit. He's like, how dare you limit me? Like he's infinite, right? So I, I, I took on, I heard this challenge. There's a beautiful prayer in Ephesians 3 that's about, Lord, um, I ask that you strengthen them with your might through your spirit in their inner man, that God will dwell in their hearts through faith, that they will be rooted and grounded in your love and that they will understand with all the saints what is the depth, the height, the length, the breadth that they will know the love of Christ that passes all knowledge. So someone said, declare that over yourself every day. I was like, okay, challenge accepted. I'll declare it over myself every day. And maybe day 11, I was driving <laughs> quite early in the morning. I was driving and the presence of God came upon me and I was like, 
And he just showed, like he filled me. I think Matt's preached about the uh, baptism in love before. He just totally filled me with his love, but not the love of the father that we all get to hear about so often, which is awesome still, but the love of the husband. And I was like, what is this? I was like, I don't think, I like how foolish to think I could have possibly loved anyone in any way <laughs> without this. And I, anyway, I just want to say there is no limit. Like that's not even like, that's like, I guess a big toe in what God is offering all of us. So I'm just so grateful that there is no limit to him. Keep pressing in, keep going. Um, we have so much to be thankful for. We've had two of our kids get baptised this year, which has been amazing. Um, just growing and hearing for themselves. But also, personally for me, I've had a huge growth in um, being able to hear from God and also how that looks in um, expressing. I had a tough year. We're very thankful for this one, but tough year. He was our surprise. Um, coming into this year, it was a yeah, just rough last year and I struggled a lot and then just... Um, God has just blessed us so much this year, and we're so thankful. And um, something that we're particularly um, thankful for is actually um, our family. Like, all you guys, actually, God's got this amazing family. And Lee likes to talk to people as we travel and say things like, oh, we've got family here and here and here and everywhere we go, and we visit all this family, and they look at him like he's crazy. <laughs> And he's like, no, literally, like, you know, we, we're staying at a church here. We've stayed at churches other places or people's houses that we didn't know. How we met Tim and Kath, we rocked up at their house one day. Um, and it's just like God is just doing amazing things, like just the whole body of Christ working, doing all different things. And it's just really exciting to be part of this family. Yeah, we absolutely love just... The body works, and so we're so thankful for God for his design of a body, a family, and I guess just reflecting a little bit on it, there's lots of groups and community groups, but what ones actually are actively trying to love each other and serve each other, and so, yeah, we just love that, um, and so an example of that was as we were here, um, I guess part of what we feel called by God to do is just to go and be completely available to him, go and serve the church wherever he says or go and share the gospel. And so we just left everything and just said, okay, God, we're available. We travel with Tim and Kath as a church and others too on the way. And so that's pretty challenging at times. It's full of testimony and lots of cool things, but lots of challenges as well. For example, so maybe a couple of months ago, just before we were about to head out to Palumpa, um, me and Tim had gone to pick some mob up and uh, we broke down our car, my car, out of the service station. And so we're sitting there like, ah, oh, what do we do? I think we called up Dave because he's the volunteer of the year, if you know any of that. And, uh, <laughs> and he knows everything and he came out and he was helping us and um, get things sorted. And... As we were there, Tim called up Kath and said, Kath, you know, we can't get back to church. We're stuck here. And she said, oh, you wouldn't know who just walked in the door. 
this guy, Tony, who a lot of you have met. And we had met Tony, who was a mechanic, down in Cooper Pedy, and he was heading south. And so, and that was, I don't know, months earlier. So we're like, wow, awesome, thank you, Lord. Maybe he's here for a reason. Anyway, we came back to the church. Hey, Tony, how you going? How long are you in town for? How you got this problem? He's like, you know, I feel like I'm here to, to help you guys. This is why I'm here. So he had gone from Cooper Pedy all the way around the West Coast, and he rocked up into Darwin, at walking into the church door at the same time. And we're like, help. Um, so he's like, look, I'll stay as long as you need until your car's fixed, which took two days. The cool parts are that we had $400 in our account, and that was our fuel money to get to Plumper. Like I said, it's cool, but it's really challenging. We're like, we don't know. God's many times just said, go out here. And we're like, okay, if you ask us to go somewhere, God, you've got provision. And so anyway, we needed, well, there, was, there was one part, a barrel of ignition, and um, there was only one in a warehouse. We went to the wreckers. There was one in a warehouse in Darwin. They said, look, you can have it. It's like $400 or something like, you know, basically right on. We're like, okay, we don't have any money to pay Tony. We don't have any money to do these things. But we know God, and we just follow him, and he, he always has a way. And so thankfully, we did get a plumper and that. But I was just reflecting on, I can't remember how the money came in to get diesel to get there. But anyway, just reflecting on it and going, Lord, thank you. It's crazy that here we are. He knows. He's so intimate. He's so close to us. He knows our needs. We're broken down out there. A guy we haven't seen months earlier, he's rocking it like, that's only God, right? And so I just wanted to thank him that he's so close to us, that he knows where you're at. He knows every little detail. He's already got it covered. And so he just says for us to rest, be at peace. Do not have to worry about those things. We have four kids. The Steels have four kids. If God says go work, we go work. If he doesn't say work and he just says go out and do this, and there's $300 or $50 in the account, we just do it because we know he's going to provide a way. So anyway, thank you, Lord. Oh, so I've got two testimonies. First one, um, I've been doing lawn mowing business on the side on the weekends. And I met this guy named Michael, and he had injured his knee. And... I mowed his lawn front and back for probably two, two and a half months. When I got there, he was in a big brace. He was limping. He had a um, walking stick with him. And for the two and a half months, every time I was there, I prayed for him. But as I was mowing the lawn, he was very particular how he wanted it done, but I did a good job. Every time he came back and he said, thank you. But what I'm trying to say is trust in what God has in you because everything in you is from him. I had the courage one day after I finished to pray for him, not just in my mind, but actually physically with him. 
And as I prayed for him, he, I asked him, I said, hey, Michael, can I please pray for you? And just the look on his face was so humble. And so I prayed for him, and I said, you will be healed. You will not have to have surgery or reconstruction or anything like that. And after that, I left, came back two weeks later. He didn't have a brace on. He said, the doctors are amazed. The surgeon's amazed because, and his wife was amazed, and he's walking around with no brace, no, no, no walking stick. <laughs> and as he, we were talking, oh, I'm getting goosebumps now. As he was talking, he said, he goes, it's the kind words that you said to me. And I said, those are not my kind words. They're my father's words. And he, just the look on his face was just, oh. Anyway, I drove off, and the song that was inside the car as I was playing was Redeem. So that was, that was really good for me this year. And the next one was when the group of us went out on Halloween night to pray for people, I felt that we were surrounded by God's love and angels. When we went to the tunnel, or the whorehouse tunnel, or whatever you want to call it, there was a group of people there. As we came to that tunnel, we and the one lady that, was, that we spoke to there was no one else around to enter the tunnel. Two, three groups came up, stood there, looked around. We said hello to them, and they moved on. As soon as we prayed for that lady and after we moved on, it was just the sense that we had while we were there, no one wanted to go in. And I think, again, we've just got to trust God obey what he says because that is just everything so just keep reminding yourself and just trust in him and he will definitely lead the way amen i'm okay doing that this is not so much <laughs> out of my comfort zone i've written it down so i don't waffle um because i like okay anyway here we go uh, so, I'm grateful to God for his kindness and faithfulness this year as he's held me through very difficult times. And in my kitchen, I have a scripture and it says God, um, that God is ever present in times of trouble. It's in my kitchen um, and I felt it. Um, I've experienced um, him leaning into me as I've leaned into him. And I just want to encourage anyone that's going through a hard time, run to him, lean to him, get to him, no matter what it takes, because he becomes your strength. And um, I'm so glad that he um, embraced me through that time. And he also used a lot of you guys with, like, just little encouraging words or... Um, just praying together, allowing me to cry in front of you <laughs> while I read the word. So thank you um, to those people you know who you are for uh, listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, I've learned to um, 
I said I was going to read this and then I waffled and now I'm lost. But um, the, whole, the Holy Spirit has comforted me through the time and has, he's healed me of lots of the wounds from this year. And um, I have also experienced increasing freedom in the different areas of my life that um, I haven't before as much, such as anxiety and depression. And I praise God for that. It is not by my strength um, or anything that I've done. He's given me wisdom on how to think and is renewing my mind and he continues to do that. Um, and I've also learned through that to um, not take what the devil throws at you or those thoughts that the devil gives you, that, of, that actually just to pray and command um, that, you know, that to think the right way. And just not to take um, any of those thoughts lying down, but actually go, no, the word of God says that I have the mind of Christ. The word of God says that I'm healed. The word of the God says that I'm loved. So all of that, just actually in your room or in your car, just saying, speaking it out. I've never done that before. And it's powerful. Um, so I thank God for that revelation that we have authority in him to take charge of our thoughts um, and take them captive, like it says in the Bible. <laughs> but doing it's the thing, hey. And I also had another revelation that's kind of shaped, changed the way I thought about the Holy Spirit, um, that the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of righteousness, not of sin. And my mind, I was just like, all my life I've been like, the Holy Spirit will convict you of your sin. And I thought, that's not, like, is it? And then when I found, I won't say, anyway. Oh, see. Um, so anyway, the, um, I, when I realized that the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of our righteousness, that is so loving. That is so kind. And it was just a reminder of his nature. So what I'm glad about and thankful about is that God will bring to completion the good work that he has started in each and every one of our lives and I feel like he's doing that for all of us this year, taking us that step for further, guiding us um, and teaching us about him and bringing us into more freedom. So that's what I'm grateful for. I feel like everyone's kind of poached parts of my testimony in that little section then. But um, I was just thinking so much about the way that our expectations have been lifted throughout the year, like corporately as a body, what we, what we believe is possible in the gospel has just increased so much as the year's gone on. And partly that's due to like the fact that we are a body and that we show up week in, week out to edify one another, to build one another up. And um, like as we realize that like we're looking to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, it actually stops us from looking this way and comparing ourselves to one another, right? But actually, we're able to just freely love one another like this because we know that he's the one we're looking to. Right? He's the one who, whose image we're being created in, we've been created in. And so it's just enabled us to be the body functioning as it should be and loving one another like this way. And as that's happened, our expectation for what's actually possible in him has just risen and risen as the year's gone on. 
And I just thought um, it was worth remembering because um, I'm so thankful for the growth that I've had. And I know that that wouldn't be possible without you guys, you know. And so as I've grown, I'm so grateful for everyone who's contributed to that. Um, and the, the quotes are from um, Naomi and from Jimmy that have just resonated and I think speak into this so well. Um, the first one from Naomi, she said that, oh, I, had, I had it written down, but I was like, no, I can remember that. Um, die to who you were never created to be. That's what our death is, right? Our co-crucifixion, we die to who we were never meant to be so that we can live as God always made us to be. I was like, whoa, we're hearing some good teaching in this church too, aren't we? We're so blessed, right, helping us to lift our gaze. And I'm just like, wow, when you're getting those kind of quotes from the people leading and teaching, you're like, whoa, there's some glory on that. And the other one was from Jimmy, and it just really hit me, hit me to the core. Jimmy's quote was, if you don't let him father you today, you'll live like an orphan until tomorrow. We actually run to our heavenly father, right? We don't need to hide from him anymore. We run to him and we allow him to father us and to love us, right? Because if we don't, we will behave like orphans. We will run to the fields of the fatherless. We will indulge the flesh. We will live in that old man. We weren't meant to be that. And so I just want to commend um, everyone who's contributed, teaching, preaching. Um, we've been so blessed, Naomi, by your leadership. It's been phenomenal. I'm so thankful for you pioneering our community. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm super thankful for. All right, we have um, a video of some people that couldn't be here today. So they've sent through a few testimonies and then we're going to bring it home with all of the other ones floating around. So get ready if you've got one. Hey, Glory City. It's been great being part of your community for the last little while. Here are some testimonies of what God has done in our lives this year. We have so much to be thankful for. Uh, just one thing I want to share uh, with you is uh, a revelation, a really helpful revelation that I received um, coming home from a Wednesday, the Wednesday um, women's Bible group. Uh, Naomi was teaching one week on speaking in tongues and just breaking down really thoroughly um, just where, where it talks about the importance of God giving the gift of tongues. And I actually had never received that gift before. I'd sort of been a little bit discouraged, um, feeling like maybe, you know, I just didn't know when that was gonna come for me. Um, and I felt a bit of pressure that it was something that I should, should have, I should have that gift. Um, but then after, just after that Wednesday group, I was driving home and realized, actually, it's not something that I should have. It's actually something I get to have. 
uh, and I just had this openness and this weight lift off of me. Um, yeah, and so that night I just was on the floor praying to God before bed and I just started praying and there was, uh, I started praying in not the English language, just praying in words, but uh, sounds were coming out and um, I felt this glory veil just fall down um, and the momentum was really building in my prayer life and I felt so close to God and it was just such a beautiful, um, beautiful moment with God. It was really, really intimate and I just heard the Lord say, you've been given the gift of tongues and I received that in faith and I realized that the gift is there just because God wants um, a close relationship with us because he just loves us. So yeah, I hope that encourages someone um today for me the big thing this year has been a season of wilderness finally coming to a close it's been five six or even seven years uh, for me personally and for us as a couple uh, the verse that comes to mind is in song of solomon chapter 8 verse 5 is who is this coming out of the wilderness leaning on their beloved and that's been our heart's cry and that's been our joy this year is to walk into a season of blessing. So to anyone who's going through wilderness, who feels like it's never going to end, keep your eyes on him because mm. he is the author and the perfecter of your faith and he will bring it to completion. Mm. Thanks, Glory City. Hi, my name is Jenna and I go to the Wednesday um, women's group plus I go to the foundations course and I just really wanted to share with you I've just grown so much in the last, I don't know, few months. And um, we've looked at the authority of the believer and I've just really applied that in my life. And just looking at, my daughter was really sick um, from when she was born. She had a dairy intolerance and then a soy. And then every time she got a cold, we would end up in hospital and no one could really tell us why. Um, she got diagnosed with asthma maybe <clears throat> six months ago um, and that was really hard and I I struggled to look at um, why can't she be healed like I know that she should be able to be feel healed but I don't understand why we can't be healed um, and then we through groups we started looking at like authority of believers and um, <clears throat> healing the sick and casting out demons um, and just that all that type of stuff and I was really thinking about it and then we looked at interceding on behalf of people and I was like I'm interceding on behalf of my daughter so uh, and Naomi said something to me she's like is there something that could be stopping you from interceding for her and I was like oh my gosh I fear fear is a big thing for me every time she had issues breathing I instantly had fear and I'd be like hospital is the best place for her and I'd pray for her but my fear would outride anything else um, so she had some breathing issues maybe a month or a half ago and I was like no I am NOT going to let fear control this situation so I prayed for myself first so that the fear would go 
Um, and then I turned my eyes to pray for her and I prayed and I had my hands on her chest and I could just feel her breathing return to normal after praying for her. Um, and then it came back and I was like, no, I'm going to keep praying for this. And so I prayed for her again and her breathing went back to normal and she had a really, really good night. Um, and since then, she's been sick maybe four times, but we haven't had to go to hospital and her breathing has been completely fine. And I truly believe that she's been healed. Um, and it's all thanks, yeah, it's all thanks to just, um, just what I've learned and just learning the foundations of why we believe the things that we believe and just speaking to God and just hearing God um, and just learning to stand on the foundation that God has given us in his word has just been so amazing. Hi guys, I'd love to have been there, but unfortunately due to work commitments, I couldn't be. But I just wanted to share one of the things that the Lord has shown me over the last 12 months, I think it is. We're sitting in the comm center um, you get a lot of phone calls and you find out a lot of things about the patients and what, what their ailments are. And I thought, well, while I'm there, um, this one particular day I was prompted uh, by the Holy Spirit just to pr start praying for them. And so I started praying for them and then I realised that around 50 to 80 patients a day where I get to pray for them. And then every now and then I get a, an opportunity to hear a job go down and if I hear somebody counting one, two, three, four, I know that there's a cardiac arrest somewhere. So I, again, if I'm not on the phone, I get an opportunity to pray. And there was one particular time where I went over after, it would have been about an hour or so later, I went over and I was just talking to the comms operator who took the call. And I said, so how did they go? And they said, they worked on the patient for something like 25 minutes and they got ROSC, which is return of spontaneous respirations and, and output, cardiac output. So this person survived and you just never know the impact that your prayer, how, however simple it may be, your prayer for somebody may, the effect that it has, it's just incredible. And um, I just recently, I, I've just started to um, realise that the simplest prayer can be, help me, Lord. As simple as that. But definitely the power of prayer. And there's Matthew 16, 19 talks about the, the Lord saying that I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so I put that to, into the prayers that I pray and I just bind the spirit of sickness and death, forbid it to operate, forbid it to return, and then loose life, life in abundance, and call down heaven to come and inter interact, intervene in the, in the situation. And um, so my prayer life has been strengthened so much. And then when you go out, the, out at church, like you're hearing the testimonies of people being healed, and it's simply by going out the front, sharing what's wrong with them, and somebody praying for them. So yeah, don't stop praying. And the, the results are immense. Maybe we never know. We'll never get to know what the outcome will be, but heaven will. Heaven knows. Bless you guys. Have an incredible night. Bye.
Hi. Um, I did have a couple of testimonies, but one I wanted to share especially that's been an outcome of the Foundations of Faith. Um, quite a few years ago, about three years ago, I had an experience of speaking in tongues, um, a one-off experience um, during a sermon at the church I went to. Um, and it was quite an encounter with God. It was surprising and I didn't really know how to interpret it at the time. Um, so three years down the track, it had never happened again to me. Um, just last week, after our, um, our session with Foundations, which was really amazing about speaking in tongues, um, I was praying about it and asking Father God um, if I could have the gift of speaking in tongues. Um, I actually ha went to sleep um, and I... I went to sleep early in the morning and I actually had a dream um, and in this dream I was in the room over here and we were doing our foundations course and I was extremely tired. I had to go out of the room. I had to ask if I could go and lie down. So I went out of the room and I went and lay down in a, some other room here somewhere, I don't know where, um, and I went to sleep and um, I couldn't wake up. Um, so I was just that terrible feeling of not being able to lift your head, not being able to rouse yourself, not being able to wake up. Um, it was really overcoming. Anyway, I finally woke up out of my real sleep and um, I was um, just praying with God and having time with him. Um, and I thought, oh, usually when I have a dream, I write it down and I ask God later. But this morning, I got out good old Google and I Googled what this meant and the meaning of it was um, that you're about to cross a threshold or um, you're about to achieve something um, or to the effect that you're going to come to a breakthrough so I said oh that's interesting I don't really know what that means for me at the moment so I went on with my quiet time with God just laying back and I just started praying and asking the Holy Spirit for the gift of tongues because it was on my mind so I decided to pray out aloud, which I don't normally do. Um, so in my time, I just started praying to Father God and thanking him for gifts of the Holy Spirit and um, for him walking me with me this year, which has been a really big year for me. Um, and as I was praying out loud, um, I started to speak a language, which I realized was not my words, but I was communing with God in words form that were um, my language with God. And I was, it was a really beautiful, intimate time with him. And now, um, later in this week, I have actually prayed again and prayed in tongues. And I just really thank God for the gift, the beautiful gifts that he gives us and the beautiful, intimate time we can have with God when we learn to speak in tongues. It's been um, a really beautiful time to share it and to learn about it and to be encouraged um, by Naomi and to learn how to speak in tongues. I'm very thankful to God and Naomi. I'm going to be brief today. Catherine's going to share mainly about... I just want to share Proverbs 3, 3 says, let love and faithfulness 
never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. This year, whether we go to Catherine and Paul down the back there and he says, come and stay in our paddock, whether we're in Darwin and Naomi's like, park here and we just have received, whether we're in the community in Litchfield and Roger and Phil and Tully and others, this love and faithfulness that is coming out of so many aspects of this top-end community has blown me away this year. I feel that love and I'm so thankful for what is going on up in this, in this church and in this top-end area, whether it's here, Litchfield, Paul down at Catherine, faithfully surf, serving out in Beswick. I'm thankful for all those things and, and um, Cass can expand a little bit more on, yeah, I think that's the briefest Tim's ever been. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, we came up here this year with the full intentions of uh, giving and serving, and I feel like it just got turned on end, and we have just received, 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 and it's been incredible. Um, so, most of you know I got quite sick uh, a couple of months back, and... Um, I couldn't really walk very well. I didn't really know what was happening. The doctors didn't know what was happening. And um, so, you know, as you do, seeking the Lord and um, receiving prayer. And I, I don't think I've ever received so much prayer in all my life. Um, <laughs> it's like I couldn't walk in the church without like 20 people praying for me. It was so incredible. So thank you. And um, I just like, I just felt incredible peace through it all. And um I thought we were just doing fine, living in the van and, um, and you know, keeping on going. And Phil and Tully invited us out to stay at Litchfield at our old house that they'd bought from us several years ago. And um, so we went out there intending to stay for a week and they were like, well, actually, it's free. It's free till Christmas. Why don't you just stay? And we're like, oh, can we do that? And we just felt like the Lord said, it's my gift to you. Take it. So we did, and um, it's been incredible. Like, I actually didn't know that we needed a break from the van, but we really, really did. And um, I think the first three days out there, I just slept, and I just felt the peace of God and just learnt how important it is to rest and that it's okay to rest. And in that season, Sharon sent me a message. I think it was a message. Anyway, Sharon spoke to me in some way and um, she said to me, you know, God cares more about my heart than what I can do for him. And I needed to hear that, so thanks, Sharon. Because <laughs> I think I'm a bit of a doer and when I'm not doing things, I feel guilty and I feel like I'm not honouring God with my gifts or with what he's called me to do. So... Um, it's been a big learning curve for me just to stop and be okay with stopping, even in this season of living as missionaries, that it's okay to have a break and have a rest and just to be with him and to be with our family. So, And he showed me this scripture, uh, like in amongst all this sickness, like people were saying to me, oh, I think you just need to go to a new, uh, like a naturopath and you know, just find out what's going on. And so I started looking into it. And as I started looking into it, God showed me this scripture really clearly um, Isaiah 52 verse 3 says, For thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. 
And the Lord spoke to me really, really clearly and said, like, the devil's taken you. He didn't pay for this. I've already paid for it. <laughs> You're not actually going to pay anybody. I'm going to heal you. And he, and he has. I'm pretty much over it. So I'm so grateful, so thankful to the Lord. And, you know, doctors have found no answers, but the Lord knows. And, like, I, I don't know whether it's spiritual or physical or who knows, but the Lord knows and he's healed me. So, And then in verse 7 it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. He publishes peace, he brings good news of happiness, he publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. So, yeah, that's the scripture that God's just put on my heart this year, and yeah. I missed out like four times in a row, so... Um, mine is about, it's a little bit different to every, everything I've heard today, which is cool. Um, I've been praying for my dad, or pretty much all the men in my family, since I started walking with God, like in the spirit, six years ago, five or six years ago. Um, and it's a tough one because... Just learning how to partner with God, like you know it's his will, um, but it's it's gotta be in the right timing and so just to stay just in the sweet spot of God's love for, for him. Um but yeah, I've been praying for my dad and my uncle and my cousin. And my my uncle, he when he was twenty um, my mum was telling me when he was about 20, he, he was in the Lord and he was a weapon, like super anointed and just God was just all over this man. Um, and then some stuff went down in the church and he, he turned, turned around and left. Um, that was about when he was 20. He's 60 now. And um, so there's, obviously there's been people that have prayed for this guy's life. Um, for years and years and years and me only a few years but he rings me up um, this year halfway through the year and he just starts because he knows that I went from like darkness to light and took off so <clears throat> he knew that all, all, everything that happened to me and then he wants to start telling someone about what God's doing to him so he rings me up and I've been praying for him and he, he says, Jimbo, God's all over me, man. Like, he's like, he's just, he's just come back into my life. He's so merciful. And um, it just hasn't stopped. Like, just keeps coming, keeps coming. Every time I ring him, because like, I, I get concerned a little bit, you know, in the spirit, you're just like, ah, oh, that enemy, I know what he's like. And I call him up and talk to him about it. And it's the same thing. He's just like, nah, he's just, he's so good. He's so good. Um, and then shortly after that, it was my dad's birthday, and I'm always sharing the heart of God with dad, and um, he, on his birthday, we're talking about presents and stuff, and um, I think I asked him what he wanted or something, and he said, a Bible. And I went, all right, well, I'll buy you a Bible. And 
So he said, no, no, I'll get one. And he goes looking for one. He couldn't find one on the Gold Coast. He went into some places and asked me what translation he was looking for and everything. So anyway, I ordered him a Bible on his birthday. And I was just like, wow, that's so significant. And then my cousin um, called me up maybe a few weeks after. And we're just talking about, I think we were talking about some, just some weird gender stuff or something. And, uh, and one thing led to another big, long conversation. Then he calls me back later on and says that he wants to buy a Bible. What translation should he get? So just awesome to see how God is just patient and loving and it's just going to happen because he says so. Hello. Um, most of you know I work in a school, um, which can be pretty uh, intense. Um, but there are some gold moments. And uh, in May, was it May? Uh, the year nine have a year nine camp. And they go for like almost three weeks down to Alice Springs. And they go hiking every day. Um, and so as a staff member, they got me on the trip for the whole three weeks. And it was actually the perfect opportunity because they were walking every day and not many kids, like, um, are used to this. And so there's aches and pains and small complaints. And on, on the camp, um, there was times where I would pause, like, praise God, I work in a Christian school so I can, like, freely pray for them, talk about God, which is pretty cool. Um, so on, on the camp, there was times where some of the students had injuries and I would offer to pray for them. Some of them were like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, didn't really care. Um, but there were a few that really received it, um, which was pretty cool. And this one girl in particular, um, she is a Christian too. She goes to one of the youth groups, uh, DBC Youth. And um, she wasn't feeling well that morning. And I looked at her, I said, do you just want me to pray for, her, for you? And she was just like, well, like, she just thought nothing will happen whatever. Anyway, so I prayed for her, and, like, as soon as I, like, kind of, like, lifted my hand, she, like, looks at me, and she goes, oh my gosh, like, I feel better. Um, so, it was, so it was instant, and she's like, miss, like, wait, so can I do that to myself? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I got to talk to her about how, like, what we have access to in God, because I think, you know, she's grown up in a Christian home, and probably just used to just going to church and doing the church thing, but not aware of, like, wow, I actually have authority. Um, and the last, it's kind of two small stories. Um, I help a kid at school who loves, has a heart for his, his friends. Um, and so I help him run a Bible study on Thursdays at lunchtime. And his friends, so him and his friends, are sometimes the, the kids that all the teachers... Um, get annoyed about. Um, so it's cool that he's like um, an influencer to his friends. And so he started running this Bible study and I'm there supporting him. And he comes to this like Thursday lunch. He, so I'm just like there supporting him. I'm not like really teaching anything. Um, and he comes and he's like wanting to talk about, he's like, yeah, I really feel like today we're going to share about, or talk about the trusting the Lord and the fear of the Lord, which are two really big topics. Um, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so he's like, oh, we'll turn our Bibles to Second Chronicles 
seven or something like that, he said, and he's turning his Bible, and all the other students didn't want one, want a Bible. He, they're all, all just there because they got invited. And as he's, like, turning the Bible, we're, like, all waiting. I turn my Bible, all waiting, and he couldn't find the Scripture. And he's like, well, anyway, we just got to trust in the Lord. And um, it was a pretty funny moment. And I said, to, I said to him, I said, do you have a story of when you trusted God or when you felt like you were scared um, or something, you, you just didn't know what to do and um, you had to trust God. And he goes, hmm. He like thinks for a moment. No, I don't think so. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I do. And he goes, um, he's like, yeah, when my brother and I were younger, we, um, like, we used to like lock each other in the boot of the car as a joke. And then he's like, yeah, and one time my brother locked me in the boot of the car, but he took the keys and so I was stuck in there. And I just started laughing because I didn't expect this kind of story. Um, and he's, he's like, yeah, I was really scared because my parents couldn't open the boot of the car and he was stuck in there for two hours. <laughs> anyway, um, he's like, yeah, my mom just had to come out and just say to, um, say to me, you know, like, like, trust God, like, everything will be fine. And, um, and his friends all look at him like, what, you got stuck in the boot of the car? And, um, like, how did you get out? And this kid goes, yeah, well, two, two hours later, um, the roadside assistants came and let me out. Um, it, was, it was so cute, though, because, like, that was really meaningful to him and um, a testimony about trusting God. And all the kids were encouraged by that because I'm sure they have some crazy testimony where they've done something stupid like that. And, um, but then he goes, wait, miss, like, because he would, like, come to our youth He's like, you have a story. Um, don't you remember that time that you sa- shared that, like, um, you were writing an assignment or about to submit it, but you couldn't find it, and you spent hours on it, and you were really stressed, and then you and your friends prayed, and you found it within, like, two minutes? And I was like, oh. And I was just so encouraged that, like, I forgot about that story. I forgot about that testimony of, like, me, like, literally I was about to submit this assignment. I couldn't find it. I spent, like, three days on it. It was due that night, and I was so stressed, and I just called a friend be like, can you please pray with me? Um, and then I found it within, like, two minutes, and I praise the Lord. And I was just encouraged that, like, like that even the young people, they remember stories like that. Um, yeah, so God's at work in the youth, and it's really exciting. Are there any more? Lucky last. Don't miss out. I was sitting back there thinking, what can I share, God? <laughs> and he kept bringing up connect group, connect group. Um, so I guess I just wanted to share the group that we have in our home. There's only a few of us, and we're from totally different backgrounds, and it's just been really lovely to see us all grow together and learn together and have revelations together and understand and be feeling like it's a safe place to ask questions and 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 I have to say this and it's all about chocolate cake which is something we 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 were had we were talking about something one night and 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 we kept Everybody kept bringing bits into the conversation and somebody said, that's right, it's all about chocolate cake. 
and so we have this joke in our group now about chocolate cake. But yeah, just the way that God has just woven us and bringing us all together and just sharing life and yeah, it's been. Watching the clock, and I was loving hearing from some people who aren't always on the mic, but then I didn't want to miss an opportunity <coughs> to publicly give thanks to the Lord. He's so good and so worthy. I feel like we could be here all night doing this. So good. Um, I just wanted to testify. I brought my journal Keep me on track. Um, the Lord has encouraged me this year, especially the last few months, as a parent. So this one goes out to the parents. Um, I've had a really hard time with one of my kids, just um, watching them go through a hard time and grieving. And it's really hard when you can't take the bullet for them. And you have to trust God. You have to trust him that he loves them and that he can do anything. <laughs> he can do whatever needs to be done and he can father them. And we're so limited with what we can do, really. Um, but he's not. And so I just want to thank him for being the best co-parent that a girl could ever have. <laughs> um, for giving me a village, I felt so loved and supported um, and encouraged. And sometimes encouragement in a family doesn't necessarily look like hugs and bunches of flowers. <laughs> sometimes it looks like correction. Things that have just tweaked my perspective. Um have been the most helpful things. <laughs> um, so it's such a gift to have such just treasures <laughs> in our lives and just don't, yeah, pull, pull on them and build really deep relationships with each other. It's like a gold mine. <laughs> the world has no idea what we have in each other. Um, anyway, but... A little, a little snapshot moment that I wouldn't usually share, but I feel like the Lord wants to encourage the parents. Um, and so I had this little encounter moment with the Lord where he, he gave me peace, like a present, like a box, and I knew that it was peace. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord, I need peace. Oh, this is really hard. Um, but then there were two more, and there were two more for each one of my kids but he gave them to me to, to have and to hold that and to, and to give to them. He didn't give it to them directly. He gave it to me. And I felt him just say, like, like we always think about kids being given to us. We always talk about that, like they're gifts that have been given to us. But he said, like, Sarah, you, I've given you to them as a gift. 
And for all you parents here, like the Lord knows what every one of your kids would ever have to grapple with, to wrestle, to, yeah, to wrestle. <laughs> um, and he's given you, he's given you to them. <laughs> like you're the right ones. And the Lord will give us what we need. But it's you, like you're a gift to them. And like that's his perspective. It's not just that they're a gift to us, like, and what an honour. Um, yeah, I just felt like that was so kind of him to, to say that. <laughs> um, and then one little scripture here. Uh, Hagar and Ishmael have just been kicked off into the desert with a water bottle. Off they go, get out of here. And eventually, pretty quickly, that runs out. And they're literally dying. <laughs> And Hagar's, so Ishmael's um, a kid and he's groaning because he's literally dying and Hagar doesn't know what to do about it. She's, she's just like, I got to tap out. I, I don't know how to deal. <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt many times this year. And so she, she actually goes off to another tree to let her son die over there because she's out of ideas it's that desperate. She's like, I got to get away from the crying. It's, it hurts my heart too much. And the Lord come, the angel comes along and says, Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the youth where he is. Arise, this is talking to Mama, arise, raise up the youth and support him with your hand, for I intend to make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the empty bottle with water and caused the youth to drink and God was with the youth and he developed yada, yada, yada. So I just want to bless the parents. May the Lord open your eyes to see the water that your children need. I bless you to support them, to, to just stay with clear eyes about the role that you have in their lives, that God's given that to you and that you're enough because of grace. And just we just let him keep fathering us. Amen. Um, I was enjoying every, hearing from everybody as well, um, but didn't want to miss an opportunity. That got me. Um, and I know that it's been said already about this community but it's so good and so healthy. Like I, I think taking, removing yourself for a time, I, and there was a time this year where I wasn't, I wasn't around for like a month for a few different things going on. Um, and I, like not intentionally, but it just so happened I wasn't here on a Sunday or I was in Brisbane and anyway, but the, the feeling of, like relief and ah, this is home and happened when I walked into a leaders meeting and it was the difference, the difference that this community has in even the way that we talk to each other is, is crazy. Like, um, I'm in so many other different 
groups, like coaching groups, professional development groups, but they don't talk to each other the way that this community does and the way that the Lord wants us to, which is, it's the just the language that brings and the encouragement and I can't even remember what it was, but it was just a different, it was just God's spirit just on it. Um, and so we can become familiar and I feel like I became familiar for a time and so I'm grateful to have taken a step back and then just be put right back in and going, oh, this is exactly what I need and where I need to be. So I'm grateful for everyone, everyone here. This is going to be a cry one. So most of you know that we lost our daughter in 2018. Uh, And my mum and my dad and my brother. But this year, the Lord's adding to us. And we're expecting our granddaughter (laughs) really soon. (laughs) And I'm just so overwhelmed with the goodness of God. Like when we first went to Brisbane Glory City in 2012, this lady came up and gave us a prophetic word. We had two beautiful daughters, eligible um, and wanting a partner. And the word she gave was, there's two strong oaks being added to your family. And so, when the accident happened, I felt ripped off. But then Chantel married a man who had a son (laughs) who's 18. So, we get the two strong oaks. (laughs) So, the enemy never wins. God is always good. God always wins and God always restores and I'm so grateful for the way he does it. (laughs) Ah, And I'm full of joy and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been such a rich journey of intimacy with him and I wouldn't have it any other way. Praise God. Oh, who feels edified and encouraged? And I know there's, there's other ones. I know there would be. So that's why we're eating dinner, so we can share. We can keep sharing and keep encouraging one another. Um, Chelsea, up the top is, I've got a montage, of course from a few uh, memories over the years. So let's watch that and then we'll finish up.
Why don't we stand up? When Jesus, he just had a few loaves and fishes in his hands, what did he do? He looked up to heaven and he said, thank you, Father, I bless this food. And the Lord has done so much and there is infinitely more than we can ask, think or imagine that he wants to continue to do. So we're just going to look to heaven and we're going to say, thank you, Father. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for every body that's been healed, every demon that's been cast out, every salvation, Father, every time someone's been baptized, every time someone's heard the gospel this year, every time you've revealed yourself to people, every revelation, every time you've spoken to us, Father, every time we've heard your voice, we give you thanks and praise, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you. You are a good, good God. You are a good, good Father. And we are expectant to what we're going to step into beyond today, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the keys of the kingdom, that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So I just loose the blessing of God upon our church family, upon your work in Darwin, Father. We declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. We declare that we will see the glory of the Lord cover Darwin and the territory like the waters cover the sea. We declare the goodness of God going forth. Thank you, Father. And we bless this food that we're about to receive.